Take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of John. Book of John in chapter 5. Book of John, chapter 5. We've been going through this chapter, remembering that it is a chapter dealing with the authority of Jesus Christ by what authority did he heal this impotent man and on the Sabbath day of all days by what authority what gave him the authority to work on the Sabbath and to command another to work on the Sabbath for he said to the impotent man Take up thy bed, arise, take up thy bed and walk. And so to those judgmental Jews, he began to testify of himself, giving proof, giving evidence. of his divinity of his divine sonship proof of his being the son of the father and knowing that the laws, the commands of the Jews given to the Jews was the witness of one was not credible, especially witness of oneself was not a credible witness even though It may be true, it was not credible. And it would take at least the witness of two or three persons to be credible, to bring charges against an individual. And so, Jesus makes mention of that fact, that he knows his witness is not true, it is not credible. So then he proceeds to give witnesses as to his divinity, to his being equal 
with the Father. The first witness he gives is that witness of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God. And then he goes on to give the witness of a man. A man who all in Judaism looked up to, respected, counted as a prophet, at least at the first. Our reading today will continue to read verses 31 through 39. Let's read that before we go any further. Jesus speaking here in verse 31 of chapter 5 of John says, If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. It's not true. Even though it is a true record of myself, it's not a true witness by our law. It's a witness of myself, and it is the witness of one. There is another that beareth witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesseth of me is true. Talking about the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God giving witness of him, and his witness is true. Ye sent unto John, and he bear witness unto the truth. But I receive not testimony from man, but these things I say, that ye might be saved. He was a burning and shining light. And ye were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. But I have greater witness than that of John, for the works which the Father hath given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father hath sent me. And the Father himself, which hath sent me, hath borne witness of me. Ye have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. And ye have not his word abiding in you. For whom he hath sent him, ye believe not. Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. So today, after looking last week at the words of the Holy Spirit, in verse 32, we look at 
next witness that Jesus produces on his behalf, and that is the witness of John the Baptist. John the Baptist. John was very credible with the Jews. And he had amassed a great following. Many were coming to him and to be baptized of him. And so these Jews, these very Jews that, that are giving Jesus a problem here, who, who are questioning Jesus, who, who, who want to kill Jesus, having worked on the Sabbath day and then for making himself equal with God. These very Jews had sent to John had said to John and asking who thou art who are you well he bear witness this one that they they had sent to and asked him who he was he bear witness unto the truth. His witness was true. He, he bore witness unto the truth. Turn with me back to chapter 1 of John. And verse 19. John chapter 1 and verse 19 begins record of John, a witness of John. And this is the record of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed, and deny not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. I am not the Messiah. I am not the sent one, anointed. I'm not the anointed of God. He was sent of God, but, but his mission wasn't as the anointed. He was the Messiah and they asked him what then art thou Elias or are you Elijah and he saith I am not well art thou that prophet <laughs> are you 
a great prophet. Are you a prophet? Are you a prophet like unto Moses? Was the question. Remember, Moses had prophesied that, that there would be one like unto him. A prophet like unto him. And he answered, no. No, I am not that prophet. Then said that to him, who art thou? That we may give answer to them that sent us. What sayest thou of thyself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah, or the prophet Isaiah. And they which were sent were of the Pharisees. <laughs> and they asked him and said unto him, Why baptizest thou then, if thou be not that Christ, nor Elias, neither that prophet? It would appear as though they were looking for one that would come and baptize. But that one, they thought, would be Christ, or Elijah, or a prophet like unto Moses. John answered, saying, I baptize with water. But there standeth one among you, whom ye know not. <laughs> there, is, there is even standing one among you right now. And you don't even know who he is. I indeed baptized with water. That was what I was sent to do. I was sent a forerunner of Christ. A forerunner of the Messiah. I was sent to prepare a people for him. For the Lord. He it is who coming after me is preferred before me whose shoes latch it, I am not worthy to unloose. He, he, the Messiah, the Lord, he's coming after me, but is before me. <laughs> Going back to verse 1 of the same chapter, in the beginning was the Word. Beginning was the word. He was before creation. He was eternal. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He's eternal. He's God. And he is eternal. 
note in our text the words bear witness bear witness that uh, simply means as we suspect that it would mean to testify to give witness but it goes deeper than just to testify deeper than just just to give witness it means it, it goes to the the extent of meaning a continual and permanent witness a continual and permanent testifying of His witness was, was a trustworthy witness. It did not change. How many times have we seen men's witness in account of events, witness of events, change? Not be consistent. Not continue the same. Not be there's no permanency for their witness. John's, however, was trustworthy. There was a continuing witness of the truth. It didn't change from one moment to another. It was the same all of his ministry. And he witnessed to the truth. To the truth. You see, if, if, the, if a witness is true, if, if the witness is, is truth, is to the truth, it doesn't change. <laughs> truth doesn't change. It doesn't change over time. The Word of God doesn't change. It was, it's the same as it, the day it was written. Today, it's the same as it was 2,000 years ago. The same as it was 3,000 years ago. It doesn't change. It is the truth. Notice Notice John's witness in the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew, chapter 3. And look with me at verses 1 and 2 here. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye! For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You all are sinners. We're sinners. There's a need to repent. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's upon you. It's here. Go down to verse 7. But when he saw 
many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? O generation of snakes, you snakes! You snakes in the grass, who, who told you to repent? Who told you that you were sinners? that you need to repent. Bring forth, therefore, fruits, meat for repentance. You see, you can gather from the testimony of John's there, that record of John's there, that, that, that true repentance will manifest itself by a changed life. You will cease from that life of sin, that practice of sin that you are in. He continues his words. And then to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father, for I say unto you that God is able of the stone, these stones, to raise up children unto Abraham. Notice his testimony of Christ. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast in the fire. What he had just said about bringing forth for repentance. You don't bring forth good fruit. The judge is here and he is cutting off. Notice what he said in verse 11. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. In other words, because of their confessing their sins, I baptize them in water. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He shall immerse you. He shall baptize you. He shall immerse you in judgment, in true judgment, in righteous judgment, in just judgment. He knows your works. And he is going to, his judgment is going to be true and righteous and just. So John the Baptist gave their witness, their testimony to the truth. <laughs> the truth. The truth. <laughs> this here is also a reference to Christ Himself, who is the truth, the very embodiment of truth. Back to 
John chapter 1. John chapter 1 and verse 14. Verse 1 told us that the Word was in the beginning. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. And that verses 2 and 3 tell us that the Word created all things that, that there are. Verse 14 tells us, And the Word was made flesh. Jesus. Christ. And dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. <laughs> and so Jesus said in, in the book of John chapter 14, and in verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. <laughs> the truth. John Bear witness. John bear record of the truth. He bear record of the Word. He bear record of the Lord Jesus Christ, the, the Messiah, the sent one, the anointed of God. He bear record too. In our text, chapter 5, Jesus, in verse 34, said that he received not testimony from man. That is, Jesus did not need, he did not need or, or plead the witness of, of men. He didn't. He didn't need, he didn't plead the witness of a mere man. He, he had just given witness of, of, of his divinity. I'm the son. <laughs> and all that he gave, gave the, us there in verses 17 through 30, giving proof of, of his being the son, his being the son of God, being equal with God, being one with God. The truth of his deity and his being, the son of God, did not rest on the testimony of men. He had greater witness than that of men. But, seeing they needed another witness or two, the most powerful human witness that he could give was that of John the Baptist. One who was highly esteemed among the Jews. Even Herod himself counted John as a prophet, as a great prophet. 
much so that, that after he had had John beheaded, his body placed, his, his disciples took his body and placed it in a grave. And he heard of Jesus. And he thought, he thought when he heard of Jesus, he thought that it was John come back from the dead. For he knew he was a prophet. <laughs> God was in him. God was working in him. And, and, and God could raise him from the dead. So John was a probably the most powerful human witness that Jesus could give in his list of witnesses. Notice, recollect back on our reading, verses 31 through 39. John's the only human witness that he gives among those witnesses. But John's clear and pointed witness was in the first chapter in verse 29 when he, when he probably went like this. When he saw Jesus coming and he probably went like this. Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. <laughs> what a testimony. Of the truth. His witness was that of a burning and a shining light. It was common for the Jews to call those famous for their testimony, famous for their knowledge, famous for their wisdom. We're talking about in, in Scripture, we're talking about their holy living. It was common for them to call a burning light and a shining light. Even, even we're told that the, their reference to the law was that of a light, a burning light, a term for radiant lives, radiant lives of saints, shall we say, those saved. Turn with me to the book of Ecclesiastes. The book of Ecclesiastes in chapter 8. In verse 1. Who is as the wise man? as the wise man and who knoweth the interpretation of a thing a man's wisdom maketh his face to shine to illuminate to be a burning light <laughs> and the boldness of his face shall be changed. <laughs> he's, he's a burning light. As, as did Solomon, the writer of the, the book of Ecclesiastes, of course, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, 
He was led to write these things, to pen these things. But Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, he had the wisdom of God in him. And he was a burning light, was he not? He was a burning light to the world. Why people from all over the world, kings, queens from all over the world, were coming to behold the wisdom of Solomon. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah. Book of Isaiah and chapter fifty two. And verse one. For Zion's sake will I not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest until the righteousness thereof forth as brightness and the salvation thereof as a lamb that burneth, as a burning light. He says, he says I'm not rest. He says, I'm not going to keep quiet until Jerusalem and Zion, the righteousness in Jerusalem and Zion is seen. It is a burning light. It has reference to the righteousness of Jesus Christ seen in Jerusalem and Zion. <laughs> and if you please, his church, which was established first at Jerusalem. Turn with me to the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 12. And verse 3. And they that be wise, remember what we read back there in the book of Ecclesiastes? <laughs> and they that be shall shine as the brightness of the firmament and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. <laughs> you see, those who, those who are wise and, 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 and they turn men from their sins and turn them unto righteousness. They're a burning light. They're a bright light shining brightly. As was John the Baptist. He turned many. He turned many to righteousness. Through preaching repentance. And those that came confessing their sins, he baptized The people rejoiced in John. They rejoiced in John's light. 
But notice, it was only for a season. This is only for a time. John's ministry was short-lived. His time of ministry and service was short-lived. His, his time of, of being a burning light was only for a time. It was, it was shorter than the life of Jesus Christ, who he bare record of and to. The people rejoiced in John's life, but only for a season, only for a time. For a time, they were excited over his preaching and his baptism. But... (laughs) That excitement was short-lived, too, wasn't it? Why was it short-lived? Well, when they found out he wasn't the Messiah, he wasn't Elijah, And he wasn't that prophet like unto Moses, which we understand that prophecy to be of Christ. When they found these things out, and his condemning of their sin, and requiring repentance to enter into the kingdom of heaven, well, Their excitement over him was short-lived. They said, he was possessed. Turn with me to Matthew. Matthew chapter 11. In verse 18, Matthew 11, 18. For John, John the Baptist, came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He hath a devil. <laughs> Why, this man, this man is possessed. Why? Why would you say that of a man who who seemed to be doing so much good and and amassed a great following? Why would you say that? Because he told men they were sinners. He told men what they don't like to hear. You and I don't like to hear that we've done wrong, do we? We don't like to hear that we're sinners. We don't 
like to hear that we stand in need of repentance. That's what John preached. That's what John proclaimed. That's what got John beheaded. Was because he told men that they were sinners. That it wasn't right. And they needed to repent. And so he was beheaded. As we think about John, his human witness, he witnessed to the truth. He witnessed of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, when he had called unto him his disciples, and he chose, of those disciples, he chose 12. He called them apostles. And he sent them forth. But because the witness of one was not credible, he sent them two by two. You go forth two by two. Later on when he chose other 70 and he sent the 74 he sent, sent them two by two. Two or more witnesses is always more credible than one. And so today when we do the work of the Lord Jesus Christ and we go forth bearing the gospel of Jesus Christ it's better to go not as one. It's better to go as two. But don't let that stop you if you're alone. Don't let that stop you from bearing witness to another of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't let it stop him of bearing witness when he was alone giving proof to those Jews of his divinity, of his sonship. He didn't let that stop his testimony. Later on, he followed it up with witnesses. But he didn't let it stop his testimony when he alone was standing there giving his defense. Nor should you or I. I ask this morning, are you offended at the witness of God's Word? Are you offended at the Gospel of Jesus Christ? The fact that you are a sinner. There's none righteous. No, not one. For all of sin and come short of the glory of God. You need to repent. 
You need to repent. Repent and have faith. Have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in His shed blood on your behalf. Jesus died on the cross. The question is this morning, did He die for your sin? Did He die for your sin? That you might have eternal life? You need to repent of your sin and trust the Lord Jesus Christ. Shall we stand?